Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. Um, for anybody watching at quarter past two, um, I don't even know. Well, William, what day is it? <laughs> Sunday? Uh, Sunday? Is it Sunday? Sunday? Is it Sunday? There you go. <laughs> so for anybody watching at quarter past two on a Sunday, thank you for tuning in. For those of you who are tuning in, no, it's is Saturday. It is it Saturday? <laughs> it's Saturday. Is it? Wait no. till I check. We're no, starting well. Yes, it's Saturday. <laughs> there you go. So for anybody tuning in at quarter past two on a Saturday, thank you very much. For anybody who tunes in later, Thank you for tuning in. Um, this is just a very, very quick update um, about, you know, what's happened to the Rabo this year, um, what's going to happen um, next year. Um, a big thank you to the members and all the subscribers, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, William, how are you? Good, thanks, mate. I, it's weird kind of sitting here on a Saturday at quarter past two with no football and no much to do. So, I was just the same as Martin. Um it's been a crazy year. It's it's hard to believe on the last day of twenty twenty two again. It's a uh, it's a bit surreal to be honest. It is. It's also a bit surreal having an old forum on a Monday. <laughs> it's actually it is. Yeah, it's strange. Right, okay. Um, very like I say, very very quick update. Um, we the rabble itself is touching seven and a half thousand subscribers. Um, we have for a while, right enough, but we are touching two hundred members. Um. Our plan at the start of the year was just to grow a little, keep keep doing what we're doing, but we've exceeded the expectation again, uh, not because of us, because of all you watching. Um, so it's just a, a massive, massive thank you for that. Um, and because of your um, viewers, and because of the members, um, and because of William, um, we managed to get a, a lot more access into the B team, um, which... William, it's started slow. We're not doing anything major. No. Um, we're just uh, kind of attending games and stuff like that. But as the subscribers grow and hopefully the members grow, um, we can start doing a lot more. Yeah, look, there's obviously like sort of room for doing more. I think that's obviously the biggest thing we spoke about for the outset with the academy. Um, and the big thing we did this year was sponsoring, obviously, a B-team player, which was amazing. That obviously is down to all the guys that view us on... YouTube that watch the Academy pods, that watch all the other pods, you know, the people that are members, obviously that money helps us do so much in terms of the Academy. Um, and it was great getting to meet Darren um, that day. He was very complimentary and stuff like that about, you know, the work we do with the Academy. Um, obviously, we've been lucky to get, you know, Craig Mulholland on the pod, Zeb Jacobs on the pod. Um, we've obviously had some players as well. We've We've got some plans in place for 2023 as well, so we're really looking forward to putting those interviews out and loads more content. That's that's the plan moving forward. The more content, the better for you guys. You get more access to, you know, the B team, 
Um, and basically to anything else that we can obviously get access to, you know, we're, we're no shame listening asking, basically. Um, so we'll keep asking and see how, how much we can actually get um, in 2023. The first team access itself is extremely difficult. Um, mm. I won't go into details because conversations with the club and stuff like that, um, I'm not going to go into, into, into any sort of details, but let's just say for a podcast our size um, and the amount of money that our podcast makes, which some people think it's a lot, it's not. Um, so um, in order for access and the first team to do the press stuff, etc., mm-hmm. um, we're not quite there yet, but we're hoping to get somewhere like that in the future. Um that all obviously depends on how the size of the podcast, the amount of members that we've got. And I just want to touch on the memberships very, very quickly. Um, right now, there is there is two tiers. There's 199 and there's 299 tiers. Um, they both get exactly the same content as it stands at the moment. Um, as the members grow, if the members grow, I should say, um, that the plan is, and it'll probably not be in 2023, I wouldn't expect it to grow that quick because of the, the current state the world's in current state that we're all in. We're all struggling. I would imagine most people watching are struggling financially um, and stuff like that. But the plan is to eventually start uh, a new tier, a Rabble TV tier, which will be every day of the week, content every day of the week um, and sort of stuff like that. But what I did want to say is if anybody watching has any questions about anything that we do, if they want to know anything, especially, you know, members, subscribers, and then please do feel free to ask and we will answer any questions um, that we possibly can. I've also put in the description, um, because it's, it's, it's the, the one thing I'll try and get across to people is, especially this time of year, scheduling and doing shows is extremely difficult. Obviously, loads of people are with their families. Um, it's trying to get people on. It's not quite as easy as what folk think. So last night, we had a member show. Um, it was the Old Firm Preview. Um, hosted by Scotty. So that has now been made available to everybody. Um, the link for that is in the description if you want to go ahead and check that out. Now, as most people know watching this, 99.99999% of the stuff we do is live. Yeah. Um, two reasons for that. Live's better. Um, I'm not a big fan of going in and editing out certain things that maybe people, it's a, it's a bit close to the bone, although sometimes that can be quite difficult when it's live, but live's better. And two... When you do live stuff, YouTube um, shares it better. Um, if you do pre-recorded stuff, you don't get anywhere near as many views, the likes, the shares, etc., etc. So live stuff is far more better. But if you have any any questions whatsoever, um, please um, feel free um, to ask if there's anything you want to know. If there's anything that you want us to do as well, because I'm always open to that, because I'm not the most, um, I can't even think of the word, but I'm not the best at creating stuff as somebody who is who runs a podcast, etc. Um, etc. But um, William, I, I just wanted to ask your highlight, I suppose, um, of 2022 with regards to the podcast. And and uh, for everybody watching, which what was your kind of highlight? Yeah. I think just seeing how the podcast has grew, to be honest, over the last year. Um the consistent amount of views that people have on the pods is quite crazy, considering like the first couple of months we did it there was maybe like 100 200 people now it's in the thousands which is actually kind of crazy um i think probably the kind of 
weirdest moment of the year was when I was actually in shopping one day and some guy came up and said, I've seen you on a podcast. <laughs> and that was a bit surreal because I suppose you don't really think you're really that important at the end of the day and I'm no, I'm no. So it was just one of those real kind of shock moments that somebody knew who I was because more than often I just walk in and out of the games and nobody says anything. So that's kind of the way I like it most of the time. Um, but I think just watching the, the Rangers B team game at Ibrooks, that was pretty good. I think, you know, that was... A kind of special thing, you know, like sitting on the kind of press access kind of gantry area, watching the game, doing the updates, seeing that amount of people at a B team game as well. Because obviously, in the main at Dumbarton, it's quite a small stand, so there's not that many people there. So, actually, yeah. being inside Ibrox, having all those people, um, seeing the buzz, you know, for the guys after the match, you know, the joy that that brings, even like a B team old firm game means so much to the lads. and I thought that was a really special moment, and that was something that I really enjoyed. And then, obviously, the opportunity um, to obviously start doing the press access with the B team was was great. It's been really enjoyable this season. Um, getting to speak to like David McCallum, getting to speak to some of the players after the match, getting their thoughts on the match. Because sometimes when you watch the game, you maybe don't see everything that the manager sees because he's obviously he's obviously checked you a couple of times as well, which has been yes. quite good. Uh, I think David actually quite enjoys that. I think he's I've never it. been more. Do you know something? People yeah. might think oh, it's just a B. It's just a B team. It's just a B team. Everything should be dead easy. I've never been more terrified than my so first I time think, going to interview yeah. a manager um, after yeah. a match. Yeah. Listen, we've been asked a question, um, gallant pioneer, um, and I don't know if it's man on it because, it, of course, it would be man on it because you know it's a rabble. Um, where has JD went? No, seen him in a while. Uh, Jamie's left the podcast as it stands at the moment. Um, he's focusing on his family and his job and stuff like that. Um, he may he may come back in the future. He may not. But as it stands right now, JD um, has left the podcast. Um, and Doogie's asking, is there any scope for you guys to interview some more former Rangers players going forward? A hundred percent. What I will share about interviewing former players. Um, Obviously, as most of you know, I used to be on a, a different podcast um, and I, we interviewed quite a lot of ex-players. I don't want to just interview players that have been interviewed 10, 15, 20 times. Um, I, I don't see the value in it for yous because there's not going to be any much more different content there. Um, so if, I, if we can find former players that haven't been interviewed loads and loads and loads of times, then I will 100%, 100% go along. Um, and do that. Um, my highlight is meeting some of you last week. Other highlights is Curry on the phone every time. <laughs> right, and on along the stuff, um, we've got mail. Um, are you getting the phone in sorted? Really enjoyed the phone in. I'm going to do everything I possibly can to get that phone in sorted. Uh, I'm going to go and speak to a tech person um, to see what I can do about getting the phone lines sorted. Scott Carney, what I liked is you don't crawl up the board's ass. you see what fans want to know. Uh, th William, that, that's the, the major thing for me when it comes, because we're, we're doing a, a fans podcast. We are fans. We are not media, unlike oh. other podcasts out there, that other podcasts out there that I can name. Um, and by the way, no, I'm not talking about heart and hand because I like heart and hand. I've talked about somebody else. Um, but William, that's that was always really important to me that that you know we stay true. Yeah, well, I think that was one of the biggest things for the outset. We 
you know, we wanted to have guys on the podcast like JD, and obviously JD could come back, just like obviously Ross had stepped away and Ross had come back, etc. So like, the door's always open there for people to come. But like, so obviously the one thing me and Martin said for the outset that if other people have got things going on in their life, they can always step away. And that's the same for myself. It's the same for Martin. It's the same for anybody. You know, that's you know, the reality of doing the podcast. And there is always going to be a little bit of change. But in terms of like the football and like covering the games and can I say that how we see it really? You know, I think you've got to do that. I don't think you can try and, you know, like sort of cover bases, if you know what I mean. I don't think you can go out there with the kind of thought that you can't say something against a player or you can't say something about the manager. Because at the end of the day, you know, it's sort of, I would say, you know, sort of 90% of people that watch the podcast are smart enough to know when the team's playing well, when the team's not playing well. So you don't, you know, sort of come out and say ludicrous things when you know that's not the case, especially when it comes to performances. Obviously, towards the end of, you know, Geo's reign, it was clear to everybody that, you know, like, change was needed. And for all, we never took any joy in seeing him leaving. It was clearly the decision that had to be made. People, I and, wonder if people watching, if it's Williams' internet on mine. I don't think it's mine, mate. I guess paid for the new upgraded broadband. I'm like 350 <laughs> meg Virgin Media broadband here. It doesn't mean you get those speeds, but... It oh, no, no. Um, um, but I, like, basically, you know, I think the big, thing, the big thing for me is just basically that we continue to do what we've done since the outset, which is speak honestly, say how we feel, and we would never tell the guys on the pod to say things that they shouldn't be saying in terms of like their opinion. If their opinion is different from somebody else's, that's absolutely fine, and I think that's how it should be. If everybody agreed on everything, it would be pretty boring. And I think we've got like a good group of guys that obviously have a lot of different, what would you say, like different opinions on different players. You know, not everybody loves Tav, not everybody loves Alan McGregor or Morelos. That's how it should be. If you've got the same guys saying the same things every week, it becomes a bit boring. And I think mm -hmm. it is important to express how you feel um, ahead of games, you know, and especially the reaction to games. You know, you can't come out after a defeat and say, I thought we played well there. Because it would just be like I think the, the, the biggest thing, I suppose, is when it comes to criticizing the board, and, and it's not something that you want to do, um, but it's something that we have done on regular, regular interviews. And you know, we applied for a, we applied to get pressed for a friendly, and, and it was knocked back. And I'm, and I'm, you know, you sit back and you think, oh, is it because we are criticizing? But then. I don't care if we don't get access to stuff because we're criticising them, we don't. Um, Gallant, the biggest attraction to the rabble for me was the balance between football chat and also humour banter. Now, I'm going to let you into a wee secret. I've not got a really great sense of humour. It's true. It's uh, genuinely. And there's a couple <laughs> of shows that I've watched um, where I've went, no, that's, they're not talking about football enough. They're not talking serious enough. But if it, if it wasn't for the likes of uh, JD, Ross Clark, um, guys like that, then it, the podcast probably wouldn't be what it is because I wouldn't have not accepted because I'm not like that. As Morgan will tell you, I'm a big fucking softy. Everybody runs over the top of me. Um, but if it wasn't for guys like that, then the rabble probably wouldn't be what it is because I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of moving away from football chat too much and having a bit of a, a laugh and a joke. Um, but there you go. If you, like I say, me and Morgan for five minutes, we'll quickly discuss the old firm uh, on Monday um, and then we will head because I'm, I don't know what everybody's doing for New Year, but I'm heading out. Um, I know William isn't because 
William will still be sitting in that bed at midnight. Um, William never actually William never actually moves um, for that bed. But, um, but yeah, if you've got any questions, yeah. I mean, I don't know if anybody can see my little laptop, but I've got the little laptop sitting there with football manager on it. So there you go. See that's, what I mean? That, that's that's what happens when you're that's on true. the pod. He's, he's constantly, constantly on that football manager. But yeah, if you've got any questions, quickly fire them in. Um, let us know what you're doing for New Year. Um, let us know if you're going to be... Um, oh, I mean, straight away, Cami, he wins. He's cleaning the house. Nice. He's cleaning the house. There you go. Happy, happy, happy days. Um, yeah, and I'm going to... And I'm, I promise I'm going to try my absolute best to get that phone in sorted because yeah. it just had something different that... Um, you know, not a lot of Rangers shows out there are doing. Um, I yeah, love Rangers just, Radio. Yeah, just quickly, I mean, like, it's something me and Martin actually spoke about the other day there in terms of, like, you know, how we can try and get it sorted out again. We've actually, like, I should put decent money into trying to get the actual phone in set up and running. And I think that's been... So much money. Yeah, and I think that's been the problem. Like, so we thought we had everything, like, sort of working well, it was going well. But now there's a bit of a problem between what we're using and how the output comes through. And that's kind of one of the issues we're having at the moment. But I say we're going to speak to people um, and hopefully get to the bottom of the problem because it's something I enjoyed. I know it's something people enjoyed doing in terms of phoning in. So that's certainly one of the big things we're going to kick off in 2023. We're hoping to get that back up and running and get the phone in started again because I know a lot of people liked it. Yeah, they did. Um, somebody's asked about the B team game yesterday. I'm not even going to touch on it because if I do, then we'll be here at a five o'clock tonight. We will be on. We'll do it so, on the next Academy pod, um, which will be which will be early in the new year. Yeah, it will definitely be. We might even try and do it after the Spartans game on Tuesday at some point, like you know, kind of next week. Um, it's just trying to get somebody else to come on the pod at times because there's not always somebody else at the games, so. We don't really like just doing a podcast with one person on it because we don't really feel nah. as though you can kind of like like go back and forth with people. So hopefully the plan going forward, there'll be some point next week or the week after, and we'll go over like the Hearts B game, the Celtic B game, the Spartans game, etc. And hopefully after that, we'll have something in place for you guys to watch as well. Um, so that's kind of something I'm kind of working on. So all being well, um, January, February, March, we should have a decent amount of content coming out with regards to the academy. Aye, 100%. Um, Stephen Gillespie, who won the B team shot? I can't remember the name, but I did message them and they haven't got back to me. So if they've still not got back to me after New Year, I'll give them one more message and then I'll, the draw will just be redone. Because that's, that that's sitting in the background up there. That's the B team shot behind me. Um, yeah, especially the um, fact that it's sponsored, I think, makes it look even nicer. Well, in fact, obviously, it's, this, the signatures are, are done in black, so you can't really see it. In fact, do you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to show myself, but there you go. That's the, the, the B team shot with all the signatures on it. There you go. I hope they couldn't see my legs there, but there you go. Um, yeah, so. Uh, like I said, this was just a really, really, really quick update uh, about where we where, where we want to go. I'm really desperate to get to 10,000 subscribers. So if the usual guys watching know people who like Rangers podcasts, let them know about it. Get them to subscribe. Get on social media. Get them to subscribe. Um, and we will try our best to get to 10,000. The more subscribers we get, the more views we get, the more members we get, the more content you get, and the more access you get, and knowing what's happening with a club that we all love. Right, William, very, very quickly. Monday, 
Um, I'm a wee bit feared to give my honest opinion on what I think is going to happen, which I think maybe tells people where I'm where I'm at right now. Um, big game. Michael Beale's first old for him as manager. Obviously, he's he's done a lot as assistant, um, which, by the way, can only help him. Yeah, look, he goes in like knowing what it's all about. That's one of the biggest things for any manager that first rolls in at Rangers or Celtic. You know, that kind of shock moment of when you turn up at Ibrox or Parkhead as the opposition and you're basically getting no away support there, you know. Whereas Michael rolls into Ibrox with pretty much 99% of the crowd there. And that's a big thing. For me, I've never had any fear going into these games. I don't know what it is. Maybe that's just something that I've always had. I always have great belief in us at Ibrooks. I don't think we should be losing games at Ibrooks. That's just my mindset when we play. Um, I know we've maybe not been at our best under Michael Beale so far, but the fact we've won the four games, the fact we've you know basically scored kind of two or three goals in every game shows that we're a much bigger attacking threat than we were under Geo. We're obviously still leaving gaps open, but then it's hard to do both, be outstanding defensively and, and create and score so many goals. It's it's trying to strike that balance at times, and I think that's where we are right now. Is this I team ready, though, William? Is this team... Uh, by that, I mean, and I want to be very careful about the way that I yeah. ask this question, right? Um, but Michael Bill's obviously come in. He's changed a little. He's not changed a lot yeah. because he can't. He can't. Um, but is this team... And, and I, by the way, in no way by me saying this, am I saying that, oh, my God, Celtic are this glorious, amazing, phenomenal team because they're not. They're vulnerable as well. Um, Europe showed that. A couple of games in the league have showed that. They're vulnerable, but they're on a very good run. Is this Rangers team ready to compete? Well, the big thing is, like, a large majority of this squad are beating Celtic in the not-too-distant past. You know, we beat mm-hmm. them in the Cup semi-final last year, you know? So it's not like it was that long ago that we were good enough to beat basically this same Celtic team that's out in the pitch right now. So nothing's changed. For me, the biggest thing is, like, confidence of winning games. Hopefully the four wins put us in a much more confident position. The big thing for me is having the two centre-backs back. You know, like Golson and Davies been back as a big boost. Those two guys are experienced centre-backs. Borna's back for Croatia, which gives us another option at left-back. Something we didn't have for a few weeks there. Um, it sounds like, obviously, Cholak is now available to play. Um, it sounds like Roof could be on the bench, which is, yet again, another great option for the manager. Something we've not had now for a few weeks. So when you actually look at the squad, it's getting there. It's getting stronger. We're still a couple of guys short. Obviously, guys like Tom Lawrence, Yanis Hadji, John Suter, Phil Herlander. Unfortunately, Stephen Davis has obviously done for the season. But the more options the manager has, then the stronger we are. You know, at times when we looked across at that bench in those first two or three games and you're sitting going, there's probably not a lot to come off the bench there. Like the Hibs game in particular, we didn't actually have a centre half. <laughs> Do you know, I mean, that's crazy to get a game given we've got like five, six first-team centre-halves and made none of them available. You know, that's absolutely crazy. Um, and like getting guys back, as I say, like getting Yanis back fit. Tom Lawrence, who I thought started the season off ridiculously well, he looked a real threat in every game. Having him back will be massive for the manager. Absolutely massive. So for me, I always fancy to win. We're at Ibrooks. We've got to believe we're good enough. The big thing for me is getting that first goal. Get the first goal get control of the game, stamp with authority on it. And at iBooks, I always feel, as I say, we can go on to win it. Always. The biggest question I've seen asked is how does the manager approach it? Um, I don't think he I, have, to I, I don't think Michael Beale will ever set up in a defensive manner. I just don't think that's his mentality. I don't think that's how he sees the game being played. Do you know? Hmm. And that, for me, is 
what I want to see as a Rangers manager. I think like Gio's biggest downfall was that he was maybe a bit too worried about what the opposition were doing at times. And I don't think you can be like that when you're Rangers manager most of the time. Of course, you've got to show respect to the opposition. You've got to do that. However, it doesn't mean you should fear anybody. It doesn't mean you should think about having to you know, be more defensive. I guess I, like with Michael Beale, I think we've seen it in all the games so far, were actually creating a lot more chances. We should have actually scored more goals than we actually did in some of the games, which wasn't something mm-hmm. we said under Gio very often. You know, and it, and I, I think the one big thing that we're going to see, and it might not necessarily be over the coming weeks, but I think the fitness is going to have to get better. I think we have to be at it for 90 plus minutes. It was probably one of our biggest strengths under Steven Gerrard, is that we were as fit as we've ever been. So I think for me, that's a big thing moving forward as well. Yeah, um, I'm going to ask you this very quickly because there's somebody at the door um, and I'm, I'm going to disappear and come back. But Gallant's making the point that the passing needs to improve. Yeah, 100%. That is something that massively needs to get better. Um, I think especially in the last home game, we just gave the ball away far too much. Uh, quite simply, the actual home game, the last game was probably one of our poorest in terms of our quality, in terms of our passing, our movement. Our actual quality in the final third wasn't as good. However, the goals we scored were actually really good quality goals. Obviously, Borna's ball for the first one was absolutely terrific. Great header for Alfredo. Second one, yet again, it was a good ball into the box. And obviously, Golson's the one that attacks it most. And then the third one, I thought Alfredo's kind of touch holding the defender off, playing it into Malik. And he took it really well. I think he's a huge player for us on Monday. Malik, I think he's looking really sharp. I think he's looking like a player that can be a real good player for us in the future. Whether the club are going to pay, you know, the fee that's been reported out there, I don't know. I'm sure Michael Beale would probably love it if they did. But when you've got like Alex Lowry there, when you've got Haji coming back, when you've got Tom Lawrence, if we do decide to keep Ryan Kent, where does Malik kind of fit into all of that? And how do you keep all of those players happy? These are all things that we'll talk about between now and the end of the season. But I think the big thing is winning that midfield battle. You know, we need to be strong. It's a big game for, you know, if it's Glenn Kamara, if it's John Lundstrom, if it's Ryan Jack, if it's Alex Lowry, etc. Whoever's going to be part of that midfield needs to be strong. We need to be almost perfect in possession of the ball. We can't afford to give away cheap possession. The one thing that Celtic team have is some pace on the break. And we can't afford to just give away cheap possession against teams that can hurt us. Did I come back at the absolute perfect time now? You did, actually. <laughs> there you go. See, I know you so well. I know you so well. Right, okay. Um, listen, I suppose you, you can't answer that in the first question. We're going we're, we're gonna to leave it there, but I'm just going to quickly ask you this, even though, you've, like I say, you've already answered it. Um, are you genuinely confident to get into Monday that, that we're going to win? Absolutely. I've just, I don't know what it is. Like, I've just always felt at home, I always believe we'll win football games. And it doesn't matter if you're coming up against the best team in the world or the worst team. Like the attitude is we're at Ibrox, they've got the back of a, you know, pretty much the whole stadium. Let's get behind the players. The players need to show up and see at the end of the day, I mean, right now Celtic would probably come and take a point because it would keep the gap the same. We yeah. need to go and win the game. That's yeah. the simple reality. We need to go and win the game. If that's the case in our dressing room, we need to want it more. We need to go out in that pitch and show that we want it more. We need to get the crowd on their feet. 
you know, we need to get the crowd singing. We need to get all of that happening. And that happens by some, you know, like some early tough tackles, with some early commitment for the players, with some early quality, with some chances getting created, with us scoring a goal potentially. All of these things are what gets the crowd going. So, you know, it's up to the players. And I'm sure, I'm sure in training the players will, will be told in no uncertain terms what's expected from us. And if it's not happening on the pitch, the crowd will tell the players that as well. So at the end of the nah. day, it's out to the loving guys that start the game. And then, as I say, like, Michael Peel was a big kind of advocate of it. Now, the five subs off the bench, you know, if we do have Cholak available off the bench, Roof off the bench, even Fashion, Fashion can come on and stretch the game with his pace, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, we can maybe bring on a Lowry if he doesn't start, or if we're winning, you can bring on Jack to be, you know, a bit more protective in the back four, etc. So, like uh, having these options now makes us stronger, and that can only be a good thing moving forward for us. But I think yeah. Alfredo will be massive. You know, I thought every, Alfredo. Every plays, every plays. See, Boris, I thought Alfredo was excellent during the week. I thought he was really strong. I thought the way he held off the defenders was good. His goal was a great finish. He set up for Tillman for the third goal was really good. Um, I'm excited for Monday, and I do believe we'll win the game. I'm always confident in these matters. Aye. And no, it wasn't my carry out being delivered, actually. Um, <laughs> there we go. Well, there's 101 other questions I could ask you. So I wanted to touch on Michael Beale's press conference. Um, I, I wanted to touch on, you know, is there any pressure on Beale, etc. There was hundreds of stuff I wanted to ask you, but unfortunately, it's New Year's Eve and we do have to go. Um, before we go, just a, ma- a final massive thank you to everybody. Um, for yeah. tuning in, for subscribing, for liking, for joining as members. Um, it, it, really does mean a lot because um, I don't know if any of you noticed on Twitter, for any of you who are on Twitter yesterday, um, Taco Jr. put a list of all the Rangers podcasts and there is a lot. Um, yeah. Most of them are fantastic. In fact, all of them are fantastic. Um, so the fact that so many choose to tune into us when there is so much choice out there, it, it really does mean a lot. No, I'm the same as Martin, 100%. Look, well, you're not always going to be everybody's cup of tea. We get that. You know, everybody's going to have their favourites. Obviously, Hart and Hand's been about for a long, long time. They guys do a great job. We've obviously had a lot of time talking to like Ross and James this year. That's been great at the Academy Games. Enjoyed the banter with those guys. Um, and I think for me, like, so we'll just continue to keep doing what we do. Um, so I just want to wish like, everybody a happy new year. Enjoy yourself. Stay safe. Um, we'll hopefully see you back on Monday. All being well, a Rangers victory, so everybody's happy. Um well yeah, build up and build up and reaction on Monday should be should be um nice. Yeah, look, and the big thing for us is like so as Martin said earlier, we'll just keep doing what we do. You know, we're not going to change for anybody. This is just how we set up and this is how we'll continue to go moving forward. We will add new people, maybe some guys will move on, maybe we'll start doing like sort of more stuff with the first team. I know we'll definitely do more stuff with the B team because I think I'm pestering that many people that eventually they're all <laughs> going to break anyway. So it yeah. will happen. Um, but yeah, look, just thanks very much to everybody for the support this year. That's really the biggest thing we wanted to kind of you know get across to everybody. We really do appreciate all the interactions that we have, whether it's with the first team, with the B team, even with the ladies' teams. We will, who does a great job with that, and Brian. Welcome, Brian. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. We're going to look. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, my dream. My dream is to have like a sort of like a Rangers TV, right? But um, we cover the women's team, the youth team, the first team. We've got shows on every week, quizzes, etc. I want to make a TV channel out of this. That is my dream. 
um, and we shall see if it comes true. Um, and can I just say to test video, no comment. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> on that. um, yeah. So listen, thank you. Um, again, Paul Elaine is no longer part of the podcast. She may come back in the future if time allows, but Elaine's just been so busy with yeah. personal life and work and traveling. Yeah. that um, Again, it's a, it's a massive commitment doing a podcast that genuinely is. You've no idea the amount of time because the amount of time you need to take away for your families. Um, so, yeah. But the, people come, people go, people come back. That's what happens. We might have a, an, a, an old face returning very, very soon. But we do have to go. Um, so, I just again, massive thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, and, yes, the wives do absolutely hate me. They despise, <laughs> they despise me. Um, so, thank you, Morgan. Thank you, everybody watching. Please like yeah, and subscribe and share and all that good stuff. Um, I hope you have a fantastic new year and we will see you for Build Up on the second. Sports Social Podcast Network.